Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, here we are in mid-April. Uh, good morning. April 17th, uh, which because Happy of... Happy Tax be- Day. Yeah, because of the weekend, <laughs> everybody got till the 17th to file this time. Um, so it's interesting. We uh, just returned from uh, Snowmass skiing, Melinda and I, and mm-hmm. uh, it's... Uh, it's the middle, uh, you know, even, you know, we're taping in April, and it is snowing pretty good today. Uh, we actually drove down ahead of, ahead of the storm, but it's snowing and cold in Colorado. That's crazy. <laughs> so. You said this is, this. I mean, not necessarily normal, but it's not abnormal for you guys to still be getting big storms right now, though, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll get some, we'll get some decent snows and uh, probably even more. Sometimes we can get, we were, uh, if you can believe this, uh, this was early 2000s. We, <laughs> in in 24 hours, mm-hmm. uh, it snowed 78 inches. Oh my goodness! Yeah, in, in, in downtown Denver, in here in Denver. In Denver. In Denver. Not just in the mountains. No. So when wow. we when we walked outside our door, the snow was above the door. Wow. Which means you couldn't walk outside the door. <laughs> yeah. So. Building uh, tunnels, the kids would have yeah, loved that. <laughs> yeah. So that was interesting, and uh, uh, because of again because of Colorado, you know that they basically obviously you couldn't even plow, mm-hmm. so they just waited, you know, two or three days, and it pretty well melted down, right? And then and then they could clean it up. You know, so we were we, wow. were we were out of commission for about four or five days total. Uh, wow. So it's that, kind of fun in an odd way if you've got somewhere warm to be, right? <laughs> as long as the heat is working. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So we had a good time with snowmass and skiing, and Linda skied, and she did well. And uh, oh, good for her. The snow was fa- fabulous. We they have a hundred inch base in in uh, snowmass. That's incredible. So you're talking about skiing. I was literally just this past weekend um, at a baseball game with Anna down in Boston. The Second, I wasn't at opening day, but the um, the very next day, her boyfriend works at Fenway. Great college job oh, for a kid to have. So he gets tickets all the time. But anyway, he got two free tickets, and she invited me to come down to um, the game of the Red Sox versus the Orioles. And God just decided to give me a huge treat the whole time. So we ended up winning at the bottom of the ninth, mm. nine to eight. Oh, neat. That's a neat game to but watch. But there actually. were they hit three home runs during the process of it. We hit three home runs, and literally we were down eight to seven with one out left. The um, one of the players came up and hit a great ball, but it was it was a, a pop, and so you know the the catcher or the um, fielder caught it, and we thought the game was over. We that we would have lost eight to seven in the bottom of the ninth. He caught it and then dropped it. Oh my! So the player made it to first base, and then Duvall came up and hit a home run, and we ran away with the game. 
So it was a super fun, very exciting game to be at. It had been raining all day long. And as soon as we, as soon as I got off the train, pretty much to go over to her dorm, the sun came out and mm. we had a great afternoon the rest of the time. Oh, so that's beautiful. That was, that was fun, a fun afternoon with my daughter for sure. You would have liked that baseball game though. It was not one that you were sitting very long. You were up in the stands laughing and dancing and cheering and all kinds of stuff the whole time. Yep. Yeah. Well, and we, uh, we're going to come up in the Northeast for uh, several weeks in the summer to do some lake stuff and visit with some people. So we'll hopefully we'll get to go to, uh, I'd love to go to a uh, Boston game. That'd be fun. Oh, there's so much fun. Yeah. So much fun. And there's just nothing like Fenway Park. No. It, you know, it is a very unique place. So, yeah. Well, we've been, uh, we're going to pick up our series on prayer. We have had a little interlude. Uh, where we uh, we talked about a couple of important things. Uh, one was that issue of tongues. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, where does that fit, and how does that play out? And we and we talked about that, um, you know, really well. And again, as you look at scripture, you just let the scripture speak and mm-hmm. look at it, and it, and you don't you don't doubt it. And they may not fully understand it, but what we don't do is is maneuver around it right and we don't dismiss it or we don't dismiss it you know so that people say well tongues doesn't you know cessation tongues doesn't exist Mm -hmm. well that's that's not really true um or that tongues is operating a certain way well scripture lays it out pretty well um Mm -hmm. and particularly and the one thing i did want to reiterate is that um if it's expressed publicly Mm -hmm. then remember it always has to have interpretation Right. Uh, if it's not, then it really isn't tongues because God does both sides of that. Right. And you can try. Right. You can trust it. Um, so, just to have you know make that clarity. And then we spent, um, gosh, I think we spent four four sessions or so. Four or on, five sessions on on Nashville, the uh, right. Nashville tragedy, uh, which continues to be, uh, you know, an issue. And um, uh, it, it's kind of the interesting when you look at the spectrum of that is that first of all the world lines up like the world lines up you know and mm-hmm. th- and that is that um if you're not a christian you interpret that whole thing completely differently mm-hmm. uh, interesting enough and because remember satan his his he's in charge of the world um god is superior and we talked about that uh but god doesn't change the world back to at you know the garden of eden it, it's still right. it still kills kill steal and destroy uh in this scenario and you can you can see it really clearly um christians were killed mm-hmm. well the world comes out and blames the christians mm-hmm. because you 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 know and and that's remember and and, and don't be surprised at that because it's spiritual Right. The enemy, and that's why... Um, and there's just deception. You know, the enemy, he, he is the father of lies for a reason and has yeah. deceived so many, yeah. So the world comes out, interesting enough, blames it. Uh, now think about if it would have been the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, they would have for sure, now if the Christian killed somebody, which by the way there, has happened at, um, right. particularly at abortion clinics, well, they'd blame them, which in a mm-hmm. sense properly so, but... It, it kind of flips and then so that's one side of it but then within the Christian world which is what we spent time talking about really is um, 
the the thought is that well God is in control completely mm-hmm. and everything that happens is his will and if everything that happens is his will and this awful stuff happens then either he's not that good mm-hmm. um, because it, it, we can't, we couldn't fathom that per se which which would be true right um, or I guess he's just said the world is is bad and you're gonna have to put up with it and eventually you'll wind up you know in heaven um, and and so we tried to address that of the of again what spiritually has happened over time uh, that the world is under the under the influence of the enemy which is kill steal and destroy God has not um, restored it he's gonna mm-hmm. and the interesting thing and I want to keep helping everybody understand this is that the way he restores it Mm-hmm. is he destroys it. Mm. Um, he doesn't fix it. So if you see, the, well, that's the way he does it, then it's really about the timing of that. Mm-hmm. And there's things that are, that are about, about the timing of, of people's you know, creativity and being able to have a relationship with God that he, he's still waiting for it. Um, and think about... Um, back in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, they were, and, and we can see the disciples, were always looking for the Messiah. Right. Because um, it was predicted. Mm-hmm. And they they um, thought, you know, hey, we would lo- love to have the Messiah come. And, you know, particularly this is difficult life. We would love them. And their view of the Messiah was kingly, earthly ruler. Right. Which ultimately... They saw political power as part of it, Political right? power. And ultimately it will be uh, in the millennium. Uh, but even then, by the way, there's free will. But um, God, God, when Christ came, it was a spiritual kingdom mm-hmm. that now interfaced with this evil world. It's superior to it, but you have to live in, the, in both places, the, the difficult world, while you're living in the kingdom of God. Which is spiritual, and Christ kept, you know, kept talking about mm-hmm. it. But they kept thinking of uh, hope he comes, hope he comes, hope he comes, going to come, going to come. Why not now? Um, and then, of course, he comes, and it says in Scripture, in the fullness of time, mm-hmm. it was God's appointed time for mm-hmm. for that to happen. Um, and again, for all kinds of reasons for it, but. Um, we could imagine if, for example, if Christ came today for the first time, uh, right? It would be completely different in how it was played out, uh, and so God had a per- per- perfect timing to that, um, and that's the same thing for the end. Is God has a perfect timing for it, mm-hmm. so that the way He He restores Earth is destroys it at a per- mm-hmm. at a perfect time. Um, so in the meantime, we have to live with an imperfect world that's, that's oppressive. And the tragedy of, of the Nashville uh, for Christians is we have to really understand. So if you haven't listened to it, I'd, I'd urge you to go back over the last four or five uh, weekdays. Um, I think I think it was, yeah, I think maybe it was started. I think the first episode came out Monday, April 3rd. Yeah, it could have. I believe was the first episode on it. Yeah, it could have. Um, and then, uh, but it, but somewhere in there between uh, April third and April, uh, you know, fourteenth, eleventh, I guess it would be, is uh, take a look at those sessions, 
and really try to understand it. And what, what Kathy and I try to do with this broadcast is, and that's why we title it, Come and See, mm-hmm. Finding Truth in a World of Chaos. Um, and this is a big question. Well, what the heck? How, how does this work? Where was God and how come and why not? Well, there's truth to that. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we presented scripture, urge everybody, get into the scripture and really process it through until you have clarity yourself because it's it's not to trust what anybody else says, it's the word stands on its own and is so beautiful that it expresses truth. And what we try to do is highlight that and then uh, uh, invite people, which is what God does, is they come and, come and follow me and I'll show you the truth, I'll reveal the truth. Mm-hmm. By the way, it's a path. So it's, uh, and people at the moment, you know, some people might say, well, you know, that's not the most important truth I need to know. I need to know something else. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but, but stay abiding and stay, you know, listening to us. So uh, we're going to pick up again. We've been going through uh, the life of prayer. Uh, and, uh, before you, yeah. before you head into that, let me just uh, correct. I just looked at the queue to kind of see. And actually, April 3rd, we talked about it just a little bit that we were going to talk about it in a couple <laughs> days because that's when we um, spent a couple sessions on speaking on um, praying in tongues. Oh, good. Okay. And so April 3rd and 4th were that. And then that Wednesday, yeah, the I think, 5th, I, think I, I believe, yeah, starts. That, that makes the, sense. Yeah. The 5th the and, then, and then the following Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yep. Because yep. now we're, we're taping on for the Monday after yep. that. So. so just to clarify, if anybody's looking for that, go back to April 5th. <laughs> We were uh, we were kind of right that well we talked that we were going we were close we were we, we talked we, about we talking talked about, about talking about it yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway uh, we do urge you to do that but um, as we invite everybody uh, the beauty of the of the broadcast that we do is that's why we get in the word so much is uh, we do want to bring some information but primarily it's to it's to offer uh, opportunity for something that strikes you. To say, I really would like to know that further. Um, and if it's not settled for you, which is, mm-hmm. by the way, normal, don't leave it as, well, I guess I'll never know it. Or Rich said it, I guess that's right, no. Right. Uh, or my pastor said it, I guess that's right, no. It's, do you have it settled? And if not, yeah. and, and you feel like you're led to get it settled, well, then go to go to God and let him give you the truth, you know, so. Right. And that, what you're describing right there, I'll just reiterate, that comes, that's true for anything we put forth on this podcast. We are bringing, our goal is to bring you to the feet of Jesus. You'll come and see, come and see what his word has to say and walk you through some of that. But at the end of the day, the invitation is for you to go back even to the very passages that we spend time on and you spend time abiding and let God, if there's something that tugs at your heart, let God really walk you through that. Don't just take it as if you leave it, just listening to us, you are gaining insight and you're not stepping into change. Right. (laughs) And we don't want to fill our brains with just more and more insight on something. We actually want it to lead to heart change. So don't leave it here. Take it and wrestle it out yourself. Now, you didn't just say uh, you don't need to listen, right? <laughs> I did not say you don't need to listen. I, I absolutely do. Yeah, that. We, we, we do want you to listen. We, we want you to listen, but we want you to listen, yeah. and we hope that this is a springboard for you to then yeah. take yeah. this and really um, the things that, that God is laying on your heart, really spend time with him getting things settled, and that this would just be an added something that helps you 
come to his feet and even know where to find things of where to look and where to dig in. Yeah, and I think that's the um, the beauty and the uniqueness of what we've learned and done over the years is that um, there's really no system to it and there's no mm-hmm. desire to try to get you to follow anything other than connected to the vine, Christ. Exactly. And let the let the vine dresser, the Father, guide your life, uh, and learn what it means to walk with Him. And the gospel is really cool because it's really the, the the essence of it is how about today? Mm-hmm. Do you have a heart to go? Let's go. Even with all the mistakes you've made, all the failure you have, or the trouble you're in, God says that's okay, um, and it doesn't even matter if you've caused it. He just says, how about, mm-hmm. how about now? Let's go. Because why? The, the word is, is so. It's true. And um, that's why you and I enjoy life so much is that um, we get to experience the covenant, the blessing, the, the life he has for us in very wonderful ways, knowing and experiencing that we, we have trouble and we have conflict mm-hmm. and we have things that don't, don't work. And, and we're, we're in the same world that everyone else is. So yep, we're, absolutely. we're not exempt from it. It's just a matter of when, we, when it happens, we know, we know who to go to. Um, mm-hmm. So we would uh, urge everybody to do that. So we're, we're going through the examples of prayer. And uh, we've been through uh, Paul. He had a great prayer in Ephesians 1 uh, about come to the feast, know your calling, uh, uh, have your eyes be enlightened. Uh, experience the supernatural power that's directed toward you. Uh, Ephesians 3 is strengthen your soul, experience the love of God with others, and understand that he can do immeasurably more than you could ask or think. Mm-hmm. And and so expect the great, expect the fantastic, um, without trying to define it yourself. You know, And, and experience that Philippians 1 is uh, around uh, seeking his will uh, and... Uh, letting him guide you into his perfect place. And then he gives this next one. This is in Colossians chapter 1, and he's praying another prayer. And so uh, first of all, just read through 9 through 18. Probably spend a couple of sessions on this as we go even further in Colossians, but it's such a a beautiful uh, set of truths. So uh, Colossians 1, 9 to 18. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and longsuffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by Him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through Him and for Him. And He is before all things, and in Him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have preeminence. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Paul, uh, Paul says a lot, doesn't he? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, it's packed full of amazing truth. Um, and interesting enough, um, you know, think about when Paul wrote this stuff. Um, he's, he's meditating 
pondering, processing truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's making notes and journaling, discussing. So before he, he has ultimately put this down, he personally has been spending time with, with the Father through Christ right. to ask questions and understand it in a way that he then can say, so So really what you're saying is this. Mm-hmm. And then inter- interesting enough, and this is true, um, and this is the same question we have uh, when Paul was doing this. Um, is this what you're saying? Yes. And then God had a, had a question back to him. Do you believe it? Mm. Um, and a lot of times Paul would say, not, I'm not sure. He'd say, well, then let's keep going with this. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have you experience this and know that you know that it's true. And so um, think of the, of the beautiful process of abiding, which is what Paul's illustrating is, I heard what you said, because he's, 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 this is revelation. It says, mm-hmm. it says so in Scripture uh, that all Scripture was inspired, God-breathed, re- right. revealed by him, his spirits. This isn't, isn't this a good idea. Right, and I, I think I think I think I can describe what I think is right. No, they just received the truth of revelation. Mm-hmm. So I heard what you had to say. Um, I'm processing what you have to say, and then uh, God says, "Do you believe it?" Mm-hmm. And usually the answer is, and I've I've actually had a few that I'm I'm discipling right now, and they're and they're working through some interesting stuff, um, mm. and like, okay, well, let's see what the word says. Mm-hmm. You know what, and I asked the question, "What did God say to you?" Right, and they and they say a couple of them said, "You know, well, this morning, God said this, and and verses that they got." Mm-hmm. Okay, and my next question: Do you believe it? Mm-hmm. And the answer mostly is not really. <laughs> right, uh, I know, I know. Uh, he's the author and finisher of faith. He authored faith by speaking to you, and you heard it. Mm-hmm. He's got to finish it by you processing now all the way through until you believe it. Which means you need to stay with him stay, in the process. Stay with him, and, and, then, he'll, and then he'll test it, mm-hmm. which is uh, James chapter 1, is to count it all joy, brothers, when you experience trials of many kind. It's a test of your faith. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking. You're hearing it. I'm going to see if you believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And your circumstances are going to go south on you in the middle of what I said. And I'm asking you, in the, even, even despite that, do you believe what I said? And mm-hmm. by the way, we say, well, gee, that doesn't seem like it's going to work. He said, well, then you don't, you don't believe it yet. Stay with me. And then I'll have you experience it. Um, and that's what Paul, you know, Paul did. And we can see it here because there's so much, so much uh, that he has here. He says, um, you know, I, I don't cease to pray mm-hmm. uh, for you. Uh, and again, and we learned this in, in Philippians, um, it's not a system. It's, it's as God reminds him that I'd like you remember what you and I spoke about with these people that you're, you're serving, in this case, Colossians. Um, I'd like you to pray these things that I've laid on your heart as I remember it. And when he says, right. I, don't, I don't cease to, it doesn't mean I do it 24-7 or I have a system. I am just open to God reminding me that this is important and I want you to cover this with with prayer. So he does. That's a neat thing. I'm just going to highlight when you were teaching that, I think I have heard that verse from Philippians so many times. I thank my God 
upon every remembrance of you, you know, that's been in every yearbook in high school. It's been, you know, it's it's a very overused verse yeah. per se um, that we tend to just make very feel good about, oh, I'm thankful I've got you in my life. And when you brought that out as how prayer works, that really changed how I looked at that verse. Mm. And even in, um, you know, I have such an intercessor's heart. I, yep. I love to be praying for people. And so that just gave uh, it gave words or framework for what God does when I'm praying. So many times he'll just bring a picture of somebody to mind. And in that moment, I stop and I pray for them and whatever God brings to mind to be praying for them. And I was like, there's a verse that is attached to that. And I didn't even realize it yeah. um, until you until you taught that. I thought that's such a beautiful thing about truly how prayer works. And when you're saying this and this, I don't cease to pray for you. That is that, you know, that whenever God brings something to mind, I have the heart and the posture to join him and to intercede for you right. because he has this relationship with this group of people and God lays on his heart. He knows, you know, he will lay on his heart what to pray for them. And then these are some of the things he continues to pray for them. Yeah. But and I love how you use that Philippians verse to to point out how the Holy Spirit prompts us to prayer. Yeah, it really does. And then as you think of... Um... Uh, this particular statement that he makes, he says, um, I'm asking God that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Mm -hmm. Okay, so see, these are the clues of how we are to pray. And he says, I'm thinking of you. And my prayer goes to what? What does his prayer go to? That you mm. that that God would what would really actually speak to them <laughs> to give them wisdom and lead them in His will, yeah. but that they would be connected to Him, seeking His wisdom, listening to Him. Yeah. So he, so he's not saying, I pray by you send me a, your list, right? And I'll ask God to fulfill that list. He says that's that's not how I'm going to pray. Mm -hmm. um, he says, actually, when I'm thinking of you or when you're in my presence. Mm -hmm. um, and by the way, he wrote this when he was in prison in Rome. So he was thinking of them. And some of them had come and traveled to visit with him. Um, mm -hmm. And they would be, he was in a, uh, and it's kind of funny uh, that the best, in a sense, the best time of his life was at the very end when he was in prison. Mm -hmm. uh, because he's in a, in a sense, a country club environment he's really not shackled he's not he's not a, he's not in a cell he's kind of in a, in a in a house with you know with food and and space and writing and um and he actually enjoyed it because people could come visit with him mm -hmm. and uh and so it actually was a grand time for him but um he said that uh, i'm not going to pray that you give me your list and i ask god to do it what i'm going to pray is May you be filled with mm -hmm. the not you personally, right? Be, be filled with the not and the word knowledge is the experience, knowing, participating of His will that you know that you mm -hmm. know that you know, with all understanding uh, and spiritual power. Mm -hmm. um, he said, "That's what a the, beautiful prayer." Yeah, you that, know? that's what I'm going to pray uh, so that. Um, and he and he tells us and he's told us again. What does that mean? Well, I'm going to pray that you hear God's voice. I'm going to pray that you process it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pray that you get to a point of believing it. Mm 
mm-hmm. because the word know there is that you get to that point. I know that I know that I know his will. Right. Um, and I'm filled uh, with his will, um, and I really understand it, um, and that, um, uh, you know, my uh, life now is at a point where uh, I'm uh, having wisdom and spiritual understanding, which means that it's applicable to your stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's not, I know his will theologically. It starts there, by the way, because uh, the word is, is true, and it's, a, it's in a sense of theological truth. I need to have, how do I apply that to me personally? Mm-hmm. That, that's wisdom and, and understanding so that uh, we pray for it. So that um, as in you do this and I do this, when we're discipling people, what we do is we don't say to, to them, what's your prayer list? Right. And then, hey, I'm going to pray that God deliver that. Well, God says you, you skipped a step. Is back up and seek my will. Help them seek, seek my, my will. Seek, seek my, my wisdom, will. yes. And he said your role as a discipler and somebody who's a, what we call a sheepdog, a, a, you know, just serving God, is uh, come alongside of them. Mm-hmm. And help them walk into it by learning how to walk into it. Confirm it. Because you have a spirit and, and you can say, yeah, I think that's God's will or I'm not sure yet. Mm-hmm. And he said, the one thing I don't want you to do is, is even when you know, and a lot of times we do, we know God's will. Right. He said, don't tell them. Um, don't, we, don't, we don't want them coming to you. Don't uh, rob them of the process of Rich. discovery with him. That's I right. want them connected to me so they learn it. Mm-hmm. And when they learn it, they're going to experience my best, my will. Mm-hmm. with all spiritual understanding and with great wisdom. And because of that, the people around them are going to say, is that possible for me? Mm-hmm. And they're going to learn. I'm not here to tell you God's will. I'm going to help you learn God's will. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so it's really a beautiful uh, beginning of this prayer is um, whenever I think, uh, Paul says, um, my first thought is I'm going to pray that you learn God's will. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to set that out, and I'm going to pray that God works in your heart and you have a heart to follow so that you learn with clarity uh, God's beautiful will. So we'll, we'll pick this up uh, further, and there's so much here, so we may spend some, some days in this, but um, it's such a, a fantastic beginning of what he says is what I really would like is, I know, and I know something, if you could experience God's will, you're going to have a spectacular life. And that's what I'm going to pray. That's awesome. Yeah. So good. Well, thank you for sharing. And thank you for joining us, everyone, today. If you have questions, send them in to questions at afjministry.com. And we'll be happy to talk about them online. And hope you have a wonderful afternoon. We'll see you next time. We'll see you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.